Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Handoff. Nope, Jones is going to keep it. Jones is going to run it. Jones across midfield. It's a foot race. Can he go all the way? Daniel Jones to the 20, and he stumbles, and he falls down at the 10. (laughs) (laughs) The turf monster got him. Stumbling, rumbling, bumbling, and he falls down. Wentz is back. He's looking, still looking. He starts to go. He is firing. Scott, touchdown! Boston Scott! What a kick. Quarter at the goal line and went in. This is amazing. Two late touchdowns for the Eagles. They rally and beat the Giants 22-21. But PK, that's not what we're going to remember. We're going to remember stumbling, rumbling, fumbling. The turf monster grabbing a leg about the 20-yard line. The piano was on the back. Hand me every other cliche you've got. That's kind of embarrassing. You're a pro athlete. You're supposed to be able to you know, run in a straight line. Yeah, well, I tell you, I've been watching DJs fall down for a long time. Oh, uh, why you got to be like that? Uh, because I, I, I've been commissioned. I took an oath to speak the truth. Once I got into journalism, nope. Nope. it was we, all the truth, nothing but the truth, and the whole truth, brother. We haven't had a good. The, we have not had I a good foot race. I put my hand on the BOM, and I had made the oath. We had not had a good foot race in, in probably 14, 15 years, but in Denver, you saw the speed. You feared the speed. You were beaten not once, but twice. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of, you know, I recognize your ego. So, have you ever heard of Assage? A what? Assage. Assage? That's what I had to do to your ego. Assage? Yeah. It ended hilariously with PK. Stop! That man has my wallet! (laughs) I was a little afraid of a citizen's arrest. I pulled up. So the Eagles get the win. The Eagles lead the division. Two, four, and one. Yes, two and four with a tie gets you to first place right now. They got a half game lead on the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that record stinks, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, somebody can get it going yep. to where they have a representative uh, record. And then in the playoffs, you know, one year, who was it? Uh, went up to Seattle and won. No, it was Seattle. It was Seattle. Seattle Who they beat? Beat New Orleans up they there. They beat this. Yeah, they beat the. Okay, Saints. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were no one would go nine. up to Seattle. Seattle already lives there. Duh. And they were like seven and nine, Correct. and they beat New Orleans. Is that what it was? That's when the NFC was really bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, football man, it's crazy. Well, for the Eagles, it's uh, it's not much. Well, but it's first place, and they got a little run here where they're playing NFC's teams. They just beat the Giants. They're going to play the Cowboys. They're going to play the Giants again. They actually have a, 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 a chance to get on a little bit of a run here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was my point, that they can get. And then if you start thinking you're good, you know, maybe you have a shot. It's not outrageous to see because somebody's got to emerge from that division. I mean, you think about it, man. You get to five wins, you're pretty much clinched. <laughs> that that could be true. <laughs> they do have a Seahawks-Packers-Saints run coming, so there will be a test. We'll find out if oh, they're for, for real. Sure. They yeah, don't get yeah. to beat up on their own division forever. Yeah. All right, big games this weekend, 11 a.m. The undefeated Steelers and the undefeated Titans. You don't usually get 
that good a game in the morning game. They tend to <clears throat> regionalize the subpar matchups. But this one ought to work. I'm going to be watching, sure. Yeah, that's good enough for me because we we're getting – we're not totally, I wouldn't say, deep into the season yet, but we're certainly getting there. They're both 5-0. and It's a real start. I mean, we're not halfway there, so we're not there. But it's, uh, it's not sitting here pitching a battle of the unbeatens when they're both 2-0. and They're the last two undefeated teams in the AFC at 5-0. and Right. And the Steelers just took down one pretender in the Cleveland Browns, but the Titans were in the AFC title game last year. You know, the, the whole switch to Tannehill, that's, it's no longer a hot streak or a fluke. I mean, this has been working now, so... That's a legit game right out of the gate at 11 a.m. Some of the other uh, intriguing games, the Packers need to bounce back after that uh, loss to the Bucs. They're playing the Houston Texans, so I guess if you're going to bounce back, you might as well bounce back against a 1-5 team. Although the Texans have seen better since they're 1-1 since they got rid of their coach. Uh, there is a flip here. The Sunday night game was supposed to be Bucks and Raiders, but because the Raiders' offensive line, everybody's looking at them for a positive COVID test. They've got four starting offensive linemen and a safety on the reserve list, high, high-risk contacts. They may not be able to play that game. So they move the Arizona-Seattle game into primetime, so NBC has a game sh- for sure, and Fox will be regionalizing that Raider game. Uh, they haven't decided what they're putting on where and all that stuff. But So we got a new Sunday night game on our hand, but it's your Super Bowl pick, the undefeated Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I saw that. Up and coming Cardinals. That's a good matchup. Cardinals are four and two. Seahawks are five and zero. Oh. You care about New England and San Francisco, or those are two teams that were good brand names a couple years ago, but not so much now. Do I care about them? In what way? Well, I mean that's one of the Sunday games, but it's two and three versus three and three now. It's not quite the glamour matchup you would have hoped, or that it would have looked like a year or two ago. Well, it's an NFL game. I mean, that's all I really got for you. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Coach Spavadol is a really good coach, and and he's been around, has had some great mentors in his coaching experience, and so they'll be ready to be here and play us, and I think they know the situation, but, you know, for us, it's it's a matter of us being focused and and trying to get the most out of our guys this week in practice and preparation and playing the game and and trying to be our best this weekend. That's the goal every week. From what I see, they're highly competitive, and you look at, they took UTSA all the way to overtime. A lot of respect for their coaches, a lot of respect for their their players, a lot of good athletes on their team, so we're we have to be ready. You know, we have to make sure that we're at our best because I think we're going to get their best shot this weekend. There's Kalani Sataki talking about Texas State. Now, BYU's 5-0, and and Texas State is 1-5 and out of the Sun Belt. And, PK, I always wonder, you know, you were just talking about the confidence with the Washington football team. You win a couple, you feel good about yourself. Big skins. <laughs> Hopefully, if, you're, if you get your way. Uh, but on the other end of the scale, you lose to SMU who's undefeated, 31-24. You lose to UTSA in overtime. Boston College, you're up by two scores, and they rally and beat you right at the end, 24-21, and it snowballed, and it feels like it's getting away from them now, 1-5. I don't give a crap about Texas State. This is all about BYU, so uh, whatever for them. This is about BYU. You're expected to win. Now go win the game. Cougar pregame show starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It'll be on 97.5 The Zone. And the, uh, the Aggies will be over on 1280 The Zone. That's an 8.15 kick for BYU. 825 when they slide at 10 minutes inevitably. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. 
Well, it's always a tremendous challenge, and Boise has earned that. They deserve that. That's exactly where they are. And, you know, as I go through my career, we've been in those different situations as a staff, and, you know, sometimes you're in that position to be that top team, and everybody's trying to knock you off, and and we've been there. It's extremely challenging. Everybody's nipping at you and and wants to take your spot of where you sit. And, again, that's well-deserved by Boise. On our side of our league, we're all trying to get to that conference championship to be able to to be able to play in the, the championship game. But in our league, it goes through Boise. There's Gary Anderson talking about the season opener on the Blue Turf, Albertson Stadium, tomorrow at 5 o'clock on FS1. Scotty G's going to have the play-by-play here on The Zone. The, the pregame will start at 4 o'clock on 1280 The Zone. And then uh, he'll have the game there with the BYU stuff over on 97.5 The Zone. So, PK, massive underdog in this one. I don't have much expectations of this with Boise State favored by what, two and a half scores. I don't have much ex- expectation for the Aggies to win, but I got a lot of expectation about them to play and play well and play competitively. Not for four quarters to win the game. That's another story. But you Show- can lose ball games and still look representative. If they come out and get smoked, I'm going to be very disappointed. Okay, fine. You didn't win the game. There's always a winner and loser, and that's the way it goes. So I understand that. But I still want to see something out of these guys. To me, if I don't see something, that is going to give me far greater concern than an actual L. Well, Boise State's favored by 16 and a half. And, you know, Uh you could be in a reasonably tight game and give up a late score and get in that ballpark. And then you could be down... 31 to 7 or something uh, like that. And maybe they get a late showed me nothing against BYU. Right? Right. Nothing. nothing. You, uh, UTSA showed me something against BYU. So be UTSA. Don't be Navy. Yeah. There's there's different uh, complexions of games. I get it. They're not supposed to win. And Boise, he's right. Boise, everything they've gotten, obviously, they've earned. They're the big dog. And they've been the big dog in that conference going back to even before they were in that conference. 5 o'clock, FS1. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Thomas will go on the ground. Harrington gets through the first wave to the 50. Now it's a foot race. And who's going to win it? Who else? Daytrick Harrington to the end zone. Quarterback draw. Lots of running room for Thomas. There he goes to the 45 and 40. Stays on his feet. Turns the corner to the 30. Down the right sideline. 15, 10, 5. Died for the pylon. And that's an upstate touchdown. On third and 14, Zach Thomas races 60 yards for the score. Appalachian State blowing out Arkansas State. It's the wrong ASU for you, PK. 45-17. True, true love ASU, and <laughs> them ain't neither. 45-17, the final last Everybody time. Everybody knows it's wins. me. It's far it's me. It's Alabama State. All right, big games tomorrow. The Big Ten is into the mix. The schedule's not quite as thin. The schedule's thickening up a little bit. Nebraska and Ohio State at 10 a.m. on Fox. And then the, uh, I think the, the best game, at least on paper, is Michigan and Minnesota. That's in primetime on ABC at 530. You know what this reminds me of when I got my driver's license? Because for me, I was literally the last person I knew to get my driver's license. Because I turned 16 
December of my junior year. So they've been. Some of your friends must have gotten it in the spring. They must have had like a March yeah. birthday. Oh, then. yeah, yeah. Every single person that I knew had it, and I waited and waited and waited, and it seemed like it was finally here. What I didn't anticipate is I'm zonked out at six o'clock in the morning on the morning of my birthday, and I get a smack in the face. Get up! What? What? Going to get your driver's license. <laughs> Tired My father was sick and tired of driving me around. <laughs> Not that I had, they had a car for me anyway. I barely drove. So we got there right when it opened at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I remember I showed up a little late for school. But I was so excited, and it took forever to get there because everybody else was doing it. And that's the way I see now, okay? Big 10. All right. Yeah, this is great. And then in two weeks, finally, finally, we keep our fingers crossed and finally actually comes to pass. The Pac-12, it's just going to seem like, wait a second, man. Everybody I know has already been doing it, and now the moment has arrived. So I'm I'm not a Big Ten fan by any stretch. I'm going to follow Michigan State to a degree because of family reasons and then some other family are that they and uh, my wife's extended family, they got a big rivalry going between the two Michigans in the Big Ten. But I'm excited to have Big Ten football back. The games that are not Big Ten that look important, I mean, we're always watching uh, number one Clemson and number two Alabama, but there's just the assumption that Alabama's going to blow Tennessee out. That's on CBS at 1.30. So who are three and four? Well, Notre Dame has now ascended to the number three spot with Georgia losing. So Notre Dame and Pitt. That's on ABC at 1.30. Will the Irish stumble, or will they uh, keep it going at least until they play Clemson? Yeah, Notre Dame is a team I've been following my whole life growing up in the Northeast with the, with the Catholic thing. It's such a big, big deal back there. At least it was when I lived there. And so I, uh, it's not like I'm a hardcore Notre Dame fan by any stretch, uh, but I certainly follow them and, and watch uh, a lot of their games. And I'm hoping that they win to set up that showdown in South Bend two weeks from tomorrow because they're scheduled to play Clemson. And Clemson, you know, just <laughs> they're just destroying. Uh, they're having a BYU-Navy every single week. The Big Ten did announce uh, that uh, in advance of the season starting here that if uh, somebody has a COVID-19 outbreak, it will not be a forfeit. It will be a no contest. The game will simply vaporize into nothingness and not be rescheduled because they're starting late and they don't have a bye. Well, I mean, some team might pick up a free win, but that's not going to happen. But but if everybody's under the same thing, I mean, I I just don't know that I see a whole lot of difference. And obviously, I hope that it doesn't come to pass, but... You know, who knows? Uh, Holiday Bowl, not going to be played this year. The Holiday Bowl and the Red Box Bowl not happening. The Pac-12 had eight bowl tie-ins, so they're down to six this year. Although it still feels like it could be a free-for-all in bowl season, so we'll worry about that when it gets here. But no trip to San Diego. Not that I expected many people to be traveling anyway. Yeah, I I guess so. It's just a sign of the times. I'm really starting to wonder, though, what's the point of the bowls? Yeah, I figured you wouldn't be too heartbroken by this. Consolation game at the end of the season for somebody who didn't win the league. Well, I'm heartbroken for the kid who this might be his last time to line up and play a a game of football. And it's nothing you'll ever recreate out on the, you know, in the real world. You can go play, I guess, softball or, you, you know, pick up basketball. But nobody plays pick up football that I'm aware of. 
USC has suspended sophomore wide receiver Manure McLean in connection to a possible federal investigation into fraud related to the pandemic unemployment assistance program. McLean has been suspended since mid-September. Uh, Manure acknowledged that he applied for financial relief uh, from the program because he's under the impression he qualified because the source of income, reselling high-end shoes, had dried up during the pandemic. LA Times is a big report on that. So. I saw that last night. That was interesting. Yeah, USC uh, out one wide receiver. You know, it used to be running back you, but lately they've just had a ton of good wide receivers. So I assume they've got the depth to handle that. I know they do. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. NBA Draft is November 18th. It's going to be held virtually. It's going to be hosted right out of the ESPN studios in Bristol. Commissioner Adam Silver will be in studio. Obviously, there will be none of the uh, the show surrounding that we've come to expand, you know, the Radio City Music Hall or whatever NBA arena or wherever, and then the commissioner getting hollered at by fans. All, all of that part of the circus goes away. It's the commissioner announcing picks. But it, I guess it won't be Roger Goodell out of his uh, basement, but it'll be something. Uh, I'm fine with it. What did they do in the old days? I mean, it got along just fine. November 18, circle it. We'll talk draft with uh, David Locke coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Game three of the World Series tonight. Series tied 1-1 after they split the first two games. Uh, you you like Charlie Morton? He has just been pretty rock solid here in the uh, postseason. One earned run in 15 and two-thirds of an inning. On the other hand, the Dodgers, uh, they got through the bullpen game. I mean, obviously they lost it. Uh, but they got through it, so now they're they're back into the meat of their rotation. They get to throw Walker, uh, Walker Bueller out there tonight. Bueller? Yeah, Bueller. absolutely, man. He's been a big-time stud since he was at Vanderbilt. He's their best pitcher. He's been their best pitcher for a couple years. I know a lot of folks may not be following it as much, would identify as Kershaw, but the reality is that it is Bueller, and he's their stud. So, yeah, you got two studs going. He's I, gi- I, I, go ahead. He's given up two runs, both yeah. earned in 15 innings, whereas uh, Morton's given up two runs, one earned in 15 and two-thirds. So these guys have been putting up a lot of zeros. Yeah, I do think that the Rays pitching staff is better because it has a little more depth. So... To me, that puts a little more pressure on the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers have a better hitter hitting lineup, so you know maybe that uh, flushes it out. But I'm looking forward to this game because these are two big-time pitchers out there. Freddie Freeman, the Player of the Year and the Players' Choice Awards by the Major League Baseball Players Association. These uh these MVP awards are turning into it's a little bit like the Oscars, you know. Oh, totally. You got the Directors Guild, and then you you got the People's Choice Awards, and yeah. So, all right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. All right, the final sprint to the finish here. RSL has four games left, and they play three of them in the next nine days. RSL and FC Dallas tomorrow night, Rio Tinto Stadium. The next-to-last home game, or as you like to refer to it, PK, the penultimate the penultimate. Game. Yes. But, you know, the final sprint, I mean, you can't have more than one sprint if it's to the finish. So they'll play three games in nine days, and then they have one week for the last game to get ready for it. So... They've had a 10-day break. It's kind of weird. Haven't had one of those since uh, they left the bubble in Florida. They had a break. Yeah, break. and they usually that's because of like a conch cap or something. 
And it played through right through the international dates, which is what you were barely sort of kind of alluding to there. And uh, it looks like they're going to have uh, Albert Rusnak back for this match. So you got that going for you, which is nice. Well, what, what's going on? The Czech Republic isn't playing in CONCACAF? Uh, they don't play in CONCACAF. As you know, that's for North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Hence, CONCACAF. Well, yeah, yeah, but when you think about it, you know, originally the U.S. was a British territory, so you never really know with world geography. That's it. It's you called, never know what you're going to say, UEFA. PK. But never back down. <laughs> Always have the next thing ready. <laughs> Just keep dealing. Did you deal that card off the bottom of the deck? Yeah, I'll deal another card off the bottom of the deck. There's a new bottom of the deck now. He is back from qualifying for the uh, European Championship, yes, to your point. So he's back, and they'll have him against Dallas. First time they faced Dallas this year. And the pressure is on. They really, really need a win. Yeah, I know sometimes ties feel like wins. No, they need all three points. Good. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, David Locke to talk about the draft at 8 o'clock. Raider and Pac-12 analyst Lincoln Kennedy at 8.30. And Scotty G, the voice of the Aggies, at 9 to get ready for their season opener. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.